from the lighter side of pest control. This is the Tales from the Crawl Space Podcast with wait a goddamn second. Uh, what? Dude, are we in the wrong podcast? Uh... Sir, isn't this the uh, Tales from the Crawl Space studio? <sighs> no, this is the shit that goes on in our heads, studio, you dipshit. Oh. I gave you the directions last night. I sent it to you. I sent you the Google Maps coordinates. What the hell is this? I, uh... uh... <sighs> Dave, you're fired. Roll the intro. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. Today we have two very special guests. We have Jack and Brad from the podcast Tales From The Crawl Space 2.0. Welcome, Jack and Brad. Hey, thanks for having us on, ladies. Definitely, thank you. We've been really excited about being here. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. Also drinking, so I'm a little tipsy. Right on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm drinking this week too. Last week was coffee and mucinex. Today is a grapefruit rattler from Perth Brewery. It's two great tastes that taste great together. Right. <laughs> Does it come in tartar control? <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Nice. So, are you guys ready to just jump in? I think we're going to talk uh, a little bit about your transition into where you are today and how you got there. Oh, we're born sure. ready. We're born. Uh, we've been born ready. Nice. Uh, Who was... I wasn't born ready, but I was converted to readiness by Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, he's but quite influential. Oh my god! Oh, that gosh, means bad I... influence, but that means bad influence. That's what that means. G Rex, you need a potty pad. Um, I already have one down. We're okay. good. <laughs> She's prepared. She prepared. Good. So, who wants to kick it off, Jack or Brad? Well, I'll I'll go ahead and start. Um, uh, we got here pretty much because of a Facebook group, more or less. Um, uh, my Facebook group that I created back in January of 2020 is called uh, Pest Control Humor Depot, also known as PCHD because Pest Control Humor Depot is a damn mouthful. So um, <laughs> we started it during I started it was started during COVID, and it, it was it was a um, it was a way to get people together in the industry to um, initially it just started to to just post memes, funny shit that you know goes on in our heads and uh we what we you know it it ended up evolving into a lot more a few months in a few months into the group um i I, jack got a hold of me and said he was um considering a podcast starting a podcast and wanted to know if it could be advertised pimped if you will on uh on the depot and i was like absolutely not a problem Uh, you know the more the merrier and um i i will let jack take it from there all right. Well, yeah, during COVID, you know, as most of us pest guys were, we were essential workers. And um, so I was, you know, one thing I have to throw this in there. One thing I loved about working during COVID was that the speed limit everywhere was like 95 miles an hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because, because there was nobody on the roads except for us. But um, I, I just thought I was actually, what started the podcast thing was I was in the grocery store buying toilet paper which during covid you know was 
tantamount to being Indiana, Indiana Jones in the <laughs> Temple of Doom. And um, I got out in the car and I said, I did a little video. I set the, my phone on the steering wheel and I, and I did a little video and I said, look, this is Jack. Jack bought one pack of toilet paper. You have to realize that COVID is not a lower GI problem. It's an upper respiratory problem. Now, if you're coughing so much that you shit yourself, you might need a couple extra rolls, but stop <laughs> grabbing 50 rolls at a fucking time. And uh, when I posted that, a friend of mine goes, dude, you've got a voice to be on a, on the radio or something. I'm like, nah, man, how about I get on the radio? He goes, dude, I have a podcast or something. So that started swimming around in my head. And I'm like, you know, there's two things I know about. One's being a smart ass and the other one's <laughs> pest control. So, and I don't want to do one of those techie things. I want to actually do something funny. <laughs> and I started searching for funny pest control podcasts and there were none at all. And there's still none except for us. And, um, and it just started from there. And I got all excited. Like after the first three episodes, I was like, dude, I got like 27 listens in one week. Oh, oh my God. I was so excited. And, um, the first couple episodes were train wrecks, absolute train wrecks. Oh, they were horrible. It, I, I might have, you know, it sounded like I was shouting through a moose's ass. And <laughs> I would have I, I stopped Jack there and, and put a preface in there that I was not involved in the podcast at the time it was a train wreck. <laughs> no, we, we, I had a, I, the first show I had three, it was three of us, uh, me, Nick, and Dave. And then Dave just disappeared after the first one. I guess he thought it was just as horrible as it actually sounded. <laughs> um, and Nick and I continued the show for uh, about a year. And then Nick got out of the business and my life took a turn for the shit. And so I kind of put it on hiatus. Um, now, we did have Brad in for one episode called the inebriated termite episode. <laughs> and um, where we sat there and got like shit face drunk and uh, talked about termites. And then uh, <laughs> then I was thinking about after, you know, and we were talking about this last night on our show, our, la our episode last night's called the feel good episode about all the Aww. cool stuff that we've done. And uh, I had lost, this is the only bummer thing I'm going to say. I lost both my parents last year, my dad in January, my mom in October. And Brad approached me about being my co-host. And I'm like, you know, that might be something to keep me going because I'm kind of not feeling like doing anything. I had all the shades pulled down. I was like a hermit in my house and we picked it up last late last October. And because I couldn't get the logins to some of my old stuff, we had to start all over. I was able to download my old episodes and re upload them to a new host, but that's why it's tales from the crawl space 2.0 because I had to be able to differentiate when I search online for the show. And it was me, Brad, and miraculously, Nick got back in the business the same day that we decided to start the podcast back up. And uh, Nick was with us for five or six of the episodes, and then his life took him in a different direction, which is cool. And I, you know, I completely understand. I mean, we do this for fun. It's not like a paying gig. So if you can't make it, you can't make it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been me and Brad ever since, and we've been having a ball doing it. It's just been awesome. Yeah, it really has. Nice. Well, I mean, I love it. It's a very funny, hilarious show. So I encourage everybody to give it a Thank listen. Um, I also like your merch. I just, I just noticed the shirt. I'm like, hey, we need to talk to you after about our merch situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I actually had to switch uh, merchandise providers because the first person that was doing it was my former brother-in-law, 
But his work life has him so busy that things were taking forever to get shipped, and I couldn't have that. So I went to, I think it's MerchLink. Okay. Cool. And, uh, and uh, they give you a shop link that you can add to your website. Oh. So when you click shop on our website, it goes straight to the merch link page. And they'll actually develop samples or basic ideas. And if you like the way it is, you can just roll with it. But you have complete creative control over it, too. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, there we yeah. go. We got these. We got the Pest Control Humor Depot shirts with the big oval, you know, like the oval stickers you put on your car. We got those. Uh, these have the big, huge emblem on the back of them. Um, I think we got toboggan caps and hoodies and everything. Dang! So, yeah, wow. We had hat. Yeah, we, we there's yeah there's hats. Um, I on the on the group I've got a uh, magnet that that I sell to the um, to the members. So it's kind of like an identifier out in the wild. Yeah, they could put it on their car, they could put it on their sprayer, they could put it on their bed bug heater, whatever. Um, so, you know, when you when they see that, they know that's a cheese bag right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, we keep, uh, so, and uh, we, do, we don't keep any of the money we make off of this. I mean, as far as the magnets go, it's pretty much a zero profit thing. It's like I'm, I'm selling them at cost, you know, when, when you factor in shipping and whatnot. But every every penny that we make off of any of the merchandise goes to a charity fund. And, oh, nice. um, you know, so, so Jack and I, you know, from time to time on the Facebook group, we get people that are, you know, having needs, they've got to go fund me or, or whatnot, you know, the, the money that Jack and I chip in um, to those GoFundMe campaigns, part of it, you know, it's not all of it because the profits we make off of this stuff are shit, but um, <laughs> you know, we'll chip in our own money and, you know, that money goes to those charities. Aww. Oh yeah. I love that. That's really sweet. And- and Brad and I were talking about starting a uh, a foundation of sorts to help guys that are getting into the pest control business, guys and gals, rather, should I say, because there's increasingly more ladies in, in the business. I think it's awesome. We actually had a women in pest control episode um, a couple months ago, and we got a big one coming up this next week mm-hmm. called uh, Cheese Bag Angels, kind of like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> And uh, we've got three very active and very awesome ladies on the Pest Control Humor Depot who are going to be our guests. And my son made a custom intro for it with uh, the oh, Charlie's Angels that. theme and oh, everything. So, that's but uh, cool. but yeah, and um, we're, we're gonna we're thinking about starting a foundation of sorts where it'll help these people who are serious about the business pay to take their um, certified entomologist uh, certificates or or degrees like a like a fund to help them getting going through the process like like the purdue university test to get their entomology certificate or degree or degree so mm-hmm. that's awesome right and it's not it's not a, it's not a cheap i mean it's it's definitely not not medical school money but it's 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 still it's still a good outlay out of the wallet when you when you want to study for that so jack and i are, are looking to um, you know have some sort of vetting process um and you know, if somebody needs some help or somebody wants some help, all they got to do is ask us um, to help cover some of the expenses. And once this once this fund gets enough money in it, yeah, that, it's that's where it's going. That's wonderful. So, can I ask, how did you guys get into pest control? Oh, Brad, you've been doing it longer than I have, so that's you first. Okay. Um, well, you know, long story short is I was making a minimum wage job in my I was earning I was working a minimum wage job and my daughter needed diapers. Um, and you know, the mother-in-law would, would come through every weekend when she came to visit with a pack of diapers, but that's only about a two day supply. Mm -hmm. Things were piling high with difficulty at the house. So, um, and, and the job I had, I didn't really care for. It was just something to pay the bills. But once the kid came around, I wasn't paying it anymore. Well, my sister-in-law 
um, husband's brother <laughs> was a manager at a major pest control company and they, they needed a position. It's nothing I even considered um, going into as a career. And, but I, you know, it, the money was, the money was desire, you know, was attractive. So I, I got it. I applied, I got the job. I quit smoking pot long enough to pass the drug test and <laughs> boom, I was in and I have not been out of it for 32 years. And um, it, it's, it's one of those things that it was almost like an arranged marriage. It's like uh, one that actually works out because I, I, you know, I was put into it and then I fell in love with it later. And, um, now I can't think of anything else I'd want to do and and as a career. Well, that's cool. Not even not even astronaut when I was a kid. I wanted to be an astronaut. So but not an even, ass. You, you, I'm an ass, yeah. <laughs> Halfway there. <laughs> well, um uh, 27, 28 years ago now, I was uh working as a construction inspector. I was um in charge of quality control for the terminal expansions for both national airport and Dulles airport right around the DC area. But the problem uh-huh. is, is that we had a, we had, there was a big influx of people from other countries, uh, particularly people from India with engineering degrees that did not translate to the qualifications for to be an engineer in the United States. So they were getting into this geotechnical engineering construction inspection job and the market took a dump and people weren't getting paid what they were worth. So I started looking for more work because I wasn't able to pay the bills. Um, and I saw an ad in the paper and it, it didn't say what the job was. It just said, you know, must have construction experience. Please send in your resume. So I did. And I got a call um, from the company I started out with. Uh, we'll call them Schmerlick, as we like to Schmerlick. we we like to um, butcher the names so we don't get sued. Yeah, we're um, like the mafia. No names. Don't write anything down. <laughs> and uh, Schmerlick called, and um, they were looking to hire a termite guy. Now, when you do termite work, you have to understand how a house is built, the type of foundation, everything. You have to realize. You have to understand the way a house is built and the way it's put together to properly treat. And they started asking me questions like, what type of slab is this? What type of foundation is this? I'm just rattling them off. And, you know, they're like, oh, you'd be great. So they hired me and uh, they put me with a 13 year experienced guy we called Tommy Termite. And uh, (laughs) that guy was a nut job. I loved working with him. And I, and I learned from him and I took to it like a frog does to water. And uh, I just, I loved it. It was great. It was never the same job. You didn't have anybody over your shoulder. So it, it didn't get boring, um, and it it paid it paid a lot better than the job I was doing, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's how I got into it. Just found an ad in the paper back when people actually used to look at newspapers. I was for, thinking you know. that when you said I found the ad in the paper, I'm like, I remember that. You'd circle the ad, you'd call the number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. old. Don't rub it in. I know I'm old. Yeah. Don't rub it in. Yeah, pest and, and pest control is one of those one of those industries that's kind of unique. Um, is how much money you want to make depends on how much you were willing to do. Um, and it's not, you know, we're not, the industry is not unionized. We don't have set wages or anything. I mean, we do have market, you know, market comps and things like that, but, um, you know, a lot, most of the companies that are out there are, are ones where a, a person that goes out and actually does the service, the technician, he can sell stuff. You know, he could, you know, if he's willing, if he's willing to, you know, to, to talk to the customers, if they need something different, add on, 
I mean, there's people making really good money in pest control. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you guys aren't afraid when you see bugs in your house then? Oh, no. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm just like, how in the hell did you get in here? But I'll tell you, you'll find out with most tradesmen, though. When the, but one of the first jobs I had a long time ago was installing carpet. And uh, you'll find that most tradesmen, they do a fantastic job in other people's homes, you know, pristine looking carpets and stuff. But when they get home, their carpets look like shit because they're tired of doing it because yeah. they've been doing it all day. So it's, it's, I guess it's like dating a hooker. You're not going to get laid because she's been doing it all day. Right. So, um, but for, for, for the pest running around the house, I'm like, you're brave, you know? <laughs> you picked That's the wrong really fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, we don't really stress on it so much because we've been doing it all day, you know? Right. I mean, we're the customers. We're going to be, you know, we're going to locate the source. We're going to run this comprehensive report. And then we're going to do all this. We're going to do all that. No, no, no. We're, we're fucking smashing it, spraying it, it spraying where he was at. And then, like, I'm done. I'm back to watching the Beverly Hillbillies reruns. The alarm yeah. is sounding. Yeah. You're running around. Yeah. The I, 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 I I smash it and I go back to watching Beverly Hills reruns. <laughs> now, we don't get scared much about anything like that. No, I, I had a story uh, a while back. We were we had an episode called Tales. Was it Tales in the Crawl Space? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a house that I was at in West Virginia. I was in the crawl space searching around and I felt something hit the back of my neck and start skittering down my back. Um, it turns out it was a, a, a brown recluse Ooh, with all of her no, babies no, on her no, back. No, 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 no. <laughs> she, I can't she had get like far enough away from this mic right now. <laughs> this is this is the this is the PTSD story of the century here. And and all of her babies came off of her back and went down the back of my shirt. Now I don't know if it is with baby spiders like it is with baby snakes, where they can't control how much venom they release. I don't know. And I'm, I, but that's what I was thinking. I was worst case scenario in the whole fucking thing. So I slowly <laughs> crawled out while trying not to soil myself. And I got outside of the crawl space and it was winter. There was snow on the ground. It was snowing. So I'm out there stripping down in the snow very slowly and laid back in the snow where all these spiders were. And it's so cold, they couldn't move. So, and, and, and the homeowner comes around looking at me and I'm like half naked in the snow. And they're like, what are you doing? And I got up and I pointed down. I said, "Brown recluse." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I had a that's that's seeing a brown recluse doesn't scare me. Seeing a black wooded didn't scare me. But when you have a shitload of them down the back of your shirt, you get a little concerned. <laughs> I think about that every every time I go into a fucking crawl space. <laughs> so that so that reminds me of um, Dirty Skittles. So last weekend. She sent me a picture of like her tomato plants and everything, right? And this girl is deathly afraid of spiders. Sure. So on the text that she sends me, she sends me a picture and it's a banana spider. And she's like, time to burn down my garden. I'm like, just get a hose and spray it off, man. Let them stay. Let them stay. Uh, What they do do for your garden, they are doing pest control for your garden. They'll deal with the tomato hornworms. They'll deal with the aphids, everything. They will keep your garden straight up. And they're gorgeous. And they put that zigzag in their web. Yeah, they do. so things don't fly through the web. It's to keep other predators out of the web. 
and mm-hmm. and it's doing a good job because this tomato plant is thriving. Oh yeah, yeah. leave that nice. leave that nice. spider there. That that's my favorite, and the technical name is a Bruner's Argio. Okay, Dirty nice. Skittles. You and I are kindred spirits. My <laughs> oh. tomato plants right now are. I, I love growing tomato plants. I'm you know I'm in Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. You know, growing tomatoes and playing euchre is what we do. And I'll tell you what, my tomatoes this year are phenomenal. And uh, uh, yes. we've had we've had a nice wet August and a decently wet July, so we've had I've had some good yields. Mm-hmm. I appreciated it if more of them would hurry up and fucking ripen. Um, but I've already put up twenty five jars of salsa oh, and twelve jars of of pasta sauce, and nice. it's fantastic. I had some of last year's batch. It's fucking amazing. Oh, I might have yeah. to hit you up for recipes because I'm like. I think we're like 25 tomatoes in on this one plant. And I'm like, uh-huh. and I, I normally just eat them because I love tomatoes, but mm-hmm. I'm going to make um, sauce. So that's my, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, if, if you can't make sauce right away and they're ripe, you don't, don't let them sit there and let the uh, fruit flies eat them up on you. Freeze them. Yeah. You can freeze them. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's, nice. it's you know, for, if you're going to make sauce with them, I mean, it's definitely, you don't want to make BLT out of a thought out frozen tomato oh, no. <laughs> that, that would just be way too disgusting <laughs> and messy but uh, yeah and uh yeah that's 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 a good that's how I, uh, my beautiful bride and i do it is um pop them in the freezer you know when we get it when we get enough of a bat to make a batch they come out with the fresh boom wonderful so okay brown recluse spiders ew and all yes. of their babies um what is the craziest shit you've seen uh, bug wise or otherwise, because that's a that's a very broad question with a lot of answers. Yeah, please don't ask him about his personal life. We don't have that. Kind of <laughs> so I'll, I'll narrow it down while you've been in that industry doing that's a job or work. Still, really? I, I, um, I, well, I've, I've done. I there's we have an episode called the morbid episode where I had a I walked into an apartment and there was a lady who had mother who had passed away there at the apartment. And she was a born-again Christian, and she thought that she prayed over her mother's body enough that God would bring her back to life. So when I got in the apartment, the daughter was gone, and I could smell something weird, but it didn't smell like rotting flesh that bad. And I was like, check the kitchen, I checked the spare bedroom, I checked the bathroom, nothing. I got back to the main bedroom, and I kind of pushed the door open, and I see a body in the bed. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, I stepped back out, and nobody answered me. And I'm like, what the hell? And I and I kind of look in again and say hello, and no no movement. And uh, with the the light that was coming in the window, the the shades were down and everything, but it was just enough light to see this gaunt face in the bed. And there was a there was a dead lady in the bed Whoa. that the that the daughter was like moisturizing her face and stuff. So um, in the wow. silence of the lambs is fucking yeah. happening in that. Holy shit! So what did you do? Did you have to like call the police? And stuff? Uh, well, I, I went to the office across the street and told them, and mm-hmm. they called the police. But I, but the rest of my day was shot. I had to sit there and answer questions and everything. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. but it but it was obvious that lady had been dead quite a while. And I wasn't in a, you know in a, any suspect or nothing, but they had to pick my brain for what I saw and everything. And That's the lady apparently wild. got arrested for abuse of a corpse. Yeah, I would imagine. Afterward. So like, that's what about all that moisturizer, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's a commercial. What was the more Avon? Yeah. Real for Avon. <laughs> Are you missing your mom? Try a new Avon. Avon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. oh for the face up. that lasts forever. Oh shit! Jesus. But that, but that's one of that's one of the craziest. I mean, I've had um, strippers offer to pay me other than cash for doing a job. Wow! Um, at a strip I've club? had no at their oh. apartment. Oh, at their apartment. Okay. I had a um, a, a fireman. Uh, G-Rex think, is done. G-Rex is dying. I, I had a fireman who thought I was attractive that decided to hold my ass as I was going up the attic steps. Just giving you support is all he was doing. So, well, I, That's I, right. I, what I told him, protection. I said, look, here's the deal. If I fall while you're touching me, I'm going to sue you. I said, but if I fall on my own, that's workers' comp. So do yourself a favor and don't. Oh, good for you. So, so Set the boundaries. And when. The bigger man. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a cute butt. I got to admit that. But damn, keep your hands off of it. It has its charms, Jack. It, it does. It really does. <laughs> what about you, Brad? Oh me, um, I would say I would say the the most bizarre thing that sticks with me the longest um, is when I was I was working at my first company. I was doing a house. No one was there. We had been there before. Mice were the issue. I'm walking across, I'm walking into the door and they've got, it's like a split level and they had steps that are going up to the second level right there to the right of the door. And I heard a squeaking noise and I couldn't figure out, you know, I was like, what, what's that? You know, I thought it might've been the floor as I was walking across it. Cause you know, I'm fat, you know, <laughs> I, I can make, I can make cast iron squeak. And, um, I, I, but I, I kept hearing it. And so, you know, instead, of, I always start in the kitchen. Instead, I had to go upstairs to investigate about this. The almost all the way up to the steps, there was a glue trap. Um, it's about about you know about the size of um, you know three playing cards end to end. A mouse was caught on it. This mouse Aww. was dead ish, oh. um, but this mouse was giving birth. Oh, and the mouse was these my, these baby mice were coming out of the mother and going right into the glue. and that was something that i you know i i i mean this was this was 20 some years ago and i sometimes i still dream about that it it was the it was the um you know that was that was another one was working on 9-11 oh shit um you know that that you know doesn't have anything gross or sticky or icky or anything like that but it was just the bizarre atmosphere of everything um was something I'll never forget. I mean, everything was, it it was Indianapolis is a, you know, it was, you know, like the 12th largest city in the country. Um, It was a ghost town. And, um, you know, businesses were very reluctant to let us in. Um, You know, the, the ethnic, the ethnic establishments were hanging American flags in their front window, you know, thinking that, you know, there'd be a retribution attack or something. Um, a major uh, one of the major hospitals in the city was on my on my route for that day. I had to go through so much clearance. You think they were like you know, like refining plutonium in there, okay. um, and the skies were just silent. And I that that just that just put a whole new dimension of bizarre on things that I was not accustomed to at the time because you know we live in America. It's noisy. It's busy. Yeah. It's you know it's free. Um, and you know, you can, you can go, you can go into places, you could do things and stuff like that. All that ended on nine 11. And, um, that was, that was probably the, the most surreal few days that, um, you know, cause it was like, it was like four days before I even saw a, a plane fly overhead my house Yeah, and it was quiet. 
and everybody was nice, polite, but scared. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. was, and I would say that was probably the 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 most the creepiest thing. Um, there that and the mice. Wow. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think everybody has like a "Where were you at during 9/11" story. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. I was senior year of college. And I was volunteering at a, um, a veteran's uh, nursing home. And we were in the kitchen getting breakfast ready. And we hear it on the radio. And everybody stops because it's confusing, like, what's going on? And we all went into, like, the main uh, room that they had. And there was a TV. And we were watching the news live as the second plane hit. And it was just surrounded by veterans. And I just remember being, like, oh, like goosebumps covered. Like, I'm like, this is crazy, like, just to see this older generation looking at the TV like, fuck it, give us our guns, like, we have to go protect the country, and I'm like, holy shit, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what happened, that morning, you know, after all that happened, we were still sent out to work. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, one of the technicians come back in, he was just in his truck getting ready to go off, he turned on the radio and heard about, and this was when the first plane hit, um, the towers. He came in and told us about it, and we were all like, oh, it was a small craft, it was an accident, Somebody right. got off course, slammed into the building. You know, there's going to be some mess on the ground. Everything's cool. Um, and but, you know, it's like we want to see this. So we we had one of those little AV nerd carts, you know, with the big that was yeah. before flat screens and everything. <laughs> we, we roll it into the service manager's office. About five or six of us and the service manager and the branch manager. We're in there watching it. And we're looking at it. And as we're, we got our eyes glued to the set and then that second plane hits and we were just all like, what the fuck? Yeah. We, we just kind of looked at each other with our mouths open, and I was like, we're being attacked. And they're like, holy shit. Well, the manager was like, well, all right, let's get to work. I was like, fuck you, let's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I want to go home make sure my house is going to be okay. You know, yeah. My daughter's at school. I want to know what the fuck's going on. But no, let's get to work. Yeah, and well, I guess that's something with essential workers, right? Like we don't think mm -hmm. about that stuff. Like right I would have never thought about it, but yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Well, I know yeah. for, for me, it was the day, but that was the day of my grandfather's funeral. And I had to go from Baltimore down to Alexandria, Virginia, which you go right past DC and across Potomac river. And as you go down 295, you pass right by the national security agency. And that bridge was lined with people with machine guns. Oh shit. Uh, when we got to the Woodrow Wilson bridge, crossing the Potomac from Maryland to Virginia, the smoke from the Pentagon was following the river and was blowing directly across the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. So I ended up driving through that smoke from the Pentagon wow. to get to the funeral. And like no cars on the road, no planes in the sky. The birds didn't even seem like the birds were chirping. I just yeah, I always said silence. that the world the world stopped the day I buried my grandfather. And it wow. literally did stop. It came to a screeching home. So that's wild. Yeah. For me, I was working and they had the TVs on and they sent us all home. Mm. Um, we had we had we both had family members that were traveling that day, couldn't get a hold of anybody. You know, it, it was mm. it was horrifying. Oh yeah, man. We know. all changed that day. I know, we did. right? Yeah, it's I'll never forget it. I keep thinking like one day my son will come home and say, "Mom, tell me about nine eleven," and then I'll be like, "Oh, let me tell you all about it." You know, but that's crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So y'all y'all started in the pest control industry, passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Saw some crazy shit. Almost oh, got yeah. attacked by spiders. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, you know how y'all feel about spiders? Well, that's how I feel about snakes, all right? Yeah. Nope. Oh, same here. Yeah. When you said something was slithering down your back, I was like, oh, God, please tell me it's not a snake. But then you said something worse, spider and all of its babies. <laughs> oh, I'm 30 years in the business. I will not mess with a snake. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. 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 I, own, I own a snake. <laughs> yes, you do. You can keep that snake. Yeah. That's wild. And, 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 and this isn't some sort of uh, innuendo. He actually owns a reptile-type snake. <laughs> An but I mean, snake. in this business, I mean, I, I'm sure Brad will agree. We've been attacked by all kinds of stuff. I mean, from mm-hmm. hornets to I've had roaches cloud up on the ceiling above mm-hmm. me and, and drop and drop off onto me when wow. there's so many customers. Customers. <laughs> oh yeah, customers attack you. I had a gigantic DC rat jump out of a baiter and try to attack me, and I had to stomp on his head. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we get attacked by all kinds of stuff, and that's just kind of part of the job. I mean, we don't even really think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. Whatever. Yeah. So, but, but for, like, that kind of stuff, like, how do you guys take care of your mental health? Because mm. doesn't it, like, fuck with your head a little bit? Oh, you okay. can't be in this business without being a few croutons short of a salad. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? Um, you know, we all we all have our coping mechanisms. Um, you know, a lot of us have uh, side things, hobbies, and whatnot, to kind of get our minds off of it. Um, you know, I, I look at you know, like Pest Control Humor Depot on Facebook. Everybody is 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 showing them showing us what they do. You know, to unwind, be it be it some sort of artistic hobby. Um, one of our um, one of our members, Candace, is a, an incredibly talented artist. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. She does she does some amazing um, some artwork. She's got some of of, of rock idols like um, Robert Plant, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd, and and things like that, where she's done you know paintings of them, and they are so damn good. And you know, then others. Uh, sometimes sometimes on the weekends we just get a picture of a table with a with a glass of whiskey a cigar a joint whatever sitting there you know and and you know one thing one thing about um pest control technicians and employees that i've noticed is that we do know how to unwind it may not be the the healthiest way to do it as in some instances but we get the job done yeah so you're not doing like yoga and having an ice cold water and and, i I would think i would like to say that our jobs really aren't the things that send us into therapy um (laughs) so it's but you know we we found we found a way around it you know because you know at the end of the day it's a job i mean you know work sucks nobody wants you know people say they want to work they want something to do but you know if you didn't actually have to work and to make the money you'd find something to do but you know we yeah. just we you know and and you you're not you're not good at this you're not going to be in here a lot for a long time if you don't love it anyway um so it makes it makes that easier to cope uh, but the other stuff is just that everyday kind of shit that everybody else on the planet deals with and we have our ways to deal with it yeah do you think that your podcast helps you guys too immensely just, like it's your therapy right immensely oh yes. for for both of us yeah oh, for sure it's our therapy and we think that's kind of why the podcast is really taking hold in the in the pest control community is because i think for them it's therapy as well i mean i know brad and i both have gotten messages recently people going man your your show is what helps me get through the day matter of fact last night we read uh on the feel good show we read a uh submission from one of our listeners that they were talking about getting really burnt out on the on 
on pest control and burn out working so hard, but between the depot and all the awesome cheese bags on the depot <laughs> and on the, on the podcast, she was like, you know, that really helps me get through, you know, I, I, cause I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that, you know, crap's going to happen. And it was, it's, I love reading those things. So I, I know I'm sure Brad gets tons of those messages. I know I get a bunch of them. You know, and, and at the risk of sounding uh, conceited, um, Jack and I do feed off of that. It, it, it really helps. You know, when, when we know that what we're doing makes a difference in somebody else's life, it 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 it, it gives us good 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 jibblies, You know, <laughs> it makes us feel oh, for sure. Uh, you know, you and, and and it makes us feel like you know, and it makes us want to keep doing it. Um, yeah. And what I love about you guys is like, you know, with Dirty Skittles tonight, you guys are authentic, right? Mm -hmm. you, you like speak your mind. You don't sugarcoat it. You know, we get the, the same messages. Um, for us, when we get our reviews, we both get a little teary. So you try not to read them too often. But, you know, when we have people that are fangirling over us just for for doing this, I mean, it makes us both feel good, right? Oh, so, yeah. Like, like our mission is really coming to fruition. So... Yeah. No, you guys have been a juggernaut of positivity. Uh, <laughs> listen to your show. You guys just, I, I can only imagine uh, how, what kind of, you know, security and safety people feel when they listen to your show about the, you know, different aspects of life. Like when you had your one uh, guest who was dealing with a cancer diagnosis and my condolences, by the way. Um, but uh, that, listen to that episode, it just, I, I would have been a, a basket case and she just kept powering through and getting on with life. And it was, that's the most amazing. I've never heard so much strength come from one person in my life. And I thought right. that was absolutely amazing. Right. That is, I mean, and it's, it's almost like a little bit of that with every episode that we record. I never expected to be inspired each time. And Bookie was for sure like life changing. And everything oh, yeah. after that, it's just, you get attached. <laughs> My other favorite episode was when a sandwich is not a sandwich. <laughs> her her story, yes, her oh, story, her it. stories working in the kitchen, and then I think they said that like they 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 moved where the kitchen was, and they completely threw her off. You know, but that was awesome. I, I love that one because there was a lot of undertones about nice. a bit a bigger picture in life, but it was just her working in the kitchen and stuff, but I'll tell you, kitchen culture is a big cross-section of life if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a great episode. I love that one. Yeah, that's still one of my favorites because, like I, I had mentioned before, I'm like, we started this episode and I thought we were just going to exchange funny and, like, rude and, like, dirty kitchen stories, but it was so much more than that. It was. Oh, yeah. It, it really was, awesome. was. I loved it. Um, so are you both still in the industry? Are you retired? What's Where are you at in life now? I'm I'm still in the industry. In fact, I just changed companies um, in June. I was a, a branch manager at the company before, and i I've been I've been in management and pest control for a little over twenty years. I got kind of um, I got to the point where I didn't want to do be the manager anymore. I didn't want to I didn't want to um, eat the shit that I was having to eat. I didn't want to you know eat up any more stomach lining than I already have. Um, I didn't want to be responsible for anybody but myself. And it got and a couple of other things that happened at this particular company that just really made me sour. 
oh, because yeah. I knew it was the right thing to do for the company, but the wrong thing to do for humanity. Yeah. And it just got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't take that anymore. Um, my daughter is grown and out of the house. My house is paid off. My, my wife is semi-retired. And I got to the point where I figured I had one more adventure left in me before I retired. So a good buddy of mine who I used to work with at, we'll call it the big green tea, um, <laughs> is, um, you know, we worked, we worked there together. He decided to open his own business. I decided to stay there and grapple my way up the corporate ladder. I got so far, decided I didn't want it anymore. Um, he and I were talking, he was talking about some staffing issues he had. And I said, Hey, I know somebody. I said, he's fat. He's old and he hates working Saturdays. He goes, he goes, Oh really? Well, send him to me. I said, I just did. It's me. He goes, well, if you're serious about that, let's get together and talk. So that Sunday we got together over a steak and, and bourbon and hammered out a deal and I'm, I'm working for him now and mm -hmm. I could not be happier. I'm, I'm, I'm once again, I'm once again doing what I fell in love with in the industry in the first place, which was, Killing bugs and taking care of people. Aww. And uh, I couldn't be happier. My phone is so much quieter now. <laughs> my, my inbox is so much lighter now. And my heart is is so much... I enjoy having my heart in my chest once again. Aww. I love that. What about you, Jack? Well, um, I'm retired now. Not because I wanted to, but I'm enjoying it. But um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, I kind of followed the path that Brad did and I got out of management and I became a commercial tech, uh, just doing like restaurant kitchens and stuff like that. And, and I loved that so much more. I only had to worry about myself. It was great on the way home from work. One day I was in my little Mitsubishi Mirage four door and a Ford F five fifty. I didn't know they made five fifties, uh, rear now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with a, with a landscape trailer with two zero turn mowers on the back of it. Whoa. So we had that added momentum, um, rear ended me doing 45 and put the trunk in the back seat of the car. Wow. I had to have surgery on my shoulder and they had to remove one of my upper bicep tendons on my right arm. Now, before I had the MRI and I knew that that was destroyed, I tried going back to work and I'd get 15 minutes into the day and try to move a, move a, a proofer around in a, in a commercial kitchen. Mm -hmm. And my arm felt like somebody set it on fire. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, I was, I'd stand there in tears. It hurt so bad. Turned out that that one tendon was completely destroyed and my rotator cuff was torn almost in half. Whoa. So I ended up having to have surgery on my arm for that. And I can't do what I used to be able to do anymore. So I was able to retire with the settlement I got from that accident mm -hmm. because I mean, I was at just, I was laid up. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had rotator cuff surgery no. before, but you have to sleep sitting up for three months. Oh man. That's, that, that's difficult. And on top of that, you got to do it while you're taking pain meds. If you can handle the pain meds and that's bad sleep anyways. And then you're trying to do it sitting up. So it's, it's, it was miserable. The recovery from shoulder surgery, everything that happens above your waist goes through the muscles that attach to your shoulder. So if you, if you're pushing a fart out, if you, <laughs> if you reach with the other arm for something, you feel it, it's miserable. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't been able to, I can't do what I used to. So I'm retired now and I'm in, I'm enjoying my retirement. It allows me to be the, the pimp for the podcast <laughs> for all our, for all our social media and stuff. And, 
Yeah, I've got other little things that keep me busy. I'm building a house um, on top of a mountain. Um, Beautiful. And, and I'm spending a lot more time with my son. So oh, my son my son lives near Hershey. I'm down in Virginia. Me and his mom are best friends. We're absolute best friends. And um, I guess having a child with special needs, you learn to put aside the petty stuff mm-hmm. and worry about what's important. And me and her are fantastic friends. And uh, I spent a lot of time with him. And yeah, and I took Brad up the mountain when he came out to to hang out with me, took him up to see the the house and the view from the top of the Great North Mountain. Um, oh, in the Appalachian it was, Mountain Range. It, it, ladies, it was beautiful. I mean, I have never seen such a perfect place for a home. Um, especially when you, especially when you're an introvert like Jack. Uh, oh yeah, because he's <laughs> he is isolated. Um, and uh, but no, it, it's it's it, it's his house. His house overlooks overlooks everything, and you know, almost in the state. And it is it is just an incredible place. Um, I could never get my wife to go up there because <laughs> of the drive. It's you know, you're driving up a mountain and. Uh, but you know, if 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 I was in Jack's shoes, I couldn't have picked a better place to build a home either. And um, I was um, I was really happy that I got a chance to see it. I hope to see it once it's all done and and he's in there and it's got it all farted up. Oh, by the way, Jack, I, I haven't had to push a fart out in years. <laughs> you, get, you, get to, you get to be my age and they just kind of fall out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just- Every t- every time I bend over to tie my shoes, you know, you know all that. But if I, if I sneeze, I fart. You know all that yeah. stuff. You, you get the you, you get the title of crop duster when you get to be about fifty seven. Oh no, I do I do that intentionally. I'll, I'll go to Walmart and like lay a trail right down the aisle and oh, then stand no. at the end of the aisle and watch. My I got to say this is my favorite story of all time. I was in a mall, the Springfield Mall, and I was waiting for my friend who was down the little side hallway in the bathroom. And I had a, a, a nice, hot, quiet one, and I let it go, and I kind of backed out of it. Now, this mother had her child on a leash walking, <laughs> and they walked through it, and the mother grabbed the child and put his ass to her nose, thinking he shit himself. And, <laughs> and, and, and I tried not to give away that it was me, so I'm standing there with my, gritting my teeth, with tears rolling out of my eyes, laughing. <laughs> Trying to keep my laugh inside, but I was so proud of that. That was one of the few moments that I'll look back on on my deathbed and go, yeah. <laughs> Bravo, Jack. Yeah. Well done. Oh, yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be, a, 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 the last episode you folk, you ladies had up was about women and uh, breaking barriers and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And you, now you got one on men breaking wind. <laughs> you, got, you, you bookended it perfectly. <laughs> We give because we love. We give because we love. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.